Good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, um, good morning. Um, you're well. I hope um, all is well with you in your world. Um, apologies for my voice. <laughs> I think it will clear up as I go along. But anyways, thank you for joining me this morning. Um, well, whatever time of day it is for you. And um, this is Musings with Jesus, a, a daily Christian podcast where we talk about faith, life, and love in the context of God. And I just talk about my experience with God, my work with Him, what I'm learning, and how things are going. And um, if you happen to stumble on this, this is your first time. Thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in. Um, it's just a free flow conversation. And um, so in terms of what I would like to muse on today i think i think i was just thinking this morning you know about how i have been on a spiritual retreat for the past two years and um i think most of us in the world have been in different you know ways depending on the kind of work you do and how your life generally is structured i think some people have been able to or or have had to really be separate and sequestered over this period and some people have you know been able to live a more how would i say a less sequestered work um, work, um, lifestyle based on the kind of work that they do and the parts of the world that they live in and you know and all of that but for me because of a number of things, you know, just going on around me, it's been a, it's been two years of separation. I have, you know, I there were times in my musings I kept on saying things like, I wish I could go somewhere and be on a spiritual retreat and be somewhere like on a mountain and just be focused on God and His Word and have nothing to do but wake up, eat, sleep, and read the Scripture and pray and meditate and study and discuss in groups, that sort of thing. But and right of course but i find out that actually i have been on some sort of a retreat for two years without my realizing it it wasn't something i planned 
it was forced on me sort of because of some very complex circumstances that I found myself in and they were such that because of that I had to separate myself from you know certain things and the pandemic you know made it easier not easier for me not to have to explain to people why I was you know I was not available, you know, but the point is that even if the pandemic wasn't there, it's it's not likely that my lifestyle would have changed. There were just things going on that required me to withdraw from, you know, um, how would I say, from society, I would say, you know, and just withdraw into my own space and try to resolve whatever it is. I just needed to be close to what was going on. And um, it was a time of separation. And I, it's a life moment for me because I, I am, I've come out or I'm coming out of it a completely different person. I'm so different. I'm so different. I'm so different. And I look at my former self and I wonder how, how could I have been so naive, so ignorant, so clueless, you know? And um, I'm I'm forever changed by it, and some of the things that it has done for me is that it's made me see the ugliness, you know, of life in a way that of this world that we live in. I'm not say life because life is a gift from God, but I would say of this world system, this evil dominated world system that we live in. You know, when um, the Bible says that the God of this world. And says that Satan is the god of this world. And this was language used by Jesus. You know. It, it just makes you wonder. You know, and I think as Christians, sometimes we underestimate the, the, the importance of those words. Because we spend so much time rejoicing over the acclamations that this world gives us i mean we, we we rejoice over you know social status and things that this world things like certificates and graduations from school you know and, and all that and awards being on this list or that list and all of that is is fine i mean don't get me wrong but i i, I mean as christians we seem to not fully understand that all of those things I have just mentioned are part of the construct of the world system. And they're all things that are put in place to, structures that are in place to ensure that, to regulate the way in which we think, who gets what, how and where, and that generally the system of inequality that we have in the world which makes you know except you get a university education you can't get a good job you know if you don't have access to pay for certain things you you won't you know you you just won't get certain things and why some people are just excluded this entire system that we see here and then when we scale through we as christians we, we you know we feel like we you know we feel so happy with ourselves and we're happy that we're the best from everybody we did better whereas <laughs> All we're doing is validating the system of inequality that already exists that will forever exclude certain people and make sure that some of us are in a position of privilege over and other over and above others. 
it is it's you know it's it's it is not supposed to be like this and the fact that we don't even see anything wrong with it as christians and i'm not saying by all means i mean get an education i have an education i have two degrees i'm getting a third one i'm likely to get a fourth one over the next two years i'm likely to have gotten a fifth one by the next four years i love learning but the point i'm trying to make it say is that We need to understand. We need to see the bigger picture beyond our individual attainment. I think that's that's essentially what I'm trying to say. And even I, I think I have become in the past two years more aware of my privilege, my personal privilege. And the fact that. And this is the thing about privilege. When you have it, you don't re- you don't realize it's privilege because it's normal to you. But I'm beginning to realize that there's some, I have become more aware of my privilege and the lack of privilege for other people who, by just by being born on the wrong side of the, you know, the divide and, you know, the wrong set of, different set of circumstances, they will never, you know, there's certain things they will never know. There's certain things they will never have. There's certain things they will never be able to do. And that kind of system is not something that we should be rejoicing in just for the purpose of attainment. So with the way that I think right now, I realize that every knowledge, every everything that I get, that I attain, is for me to use that privilege to help other people and to pull as many people up as I can by the word and by the power of God and by the material blessings that I have. I think it was somewhere in the scripture it says, freely have I received, freely do I give. It also says somewhere else, what do we have that we have not received? I think being aware of the privileges that we have is what Christ wants to make us. I mean, when you talk about, when, when Jesus says, forsake all, deny yourself, follow me, take up your cross, He's asking us to set aside our natural privileges and take upon our lives the burden of Christ, which is about souls, other people's lives, other people's pain, other people's sorrows, other people's challenges, other people's problems, other people's salvation. Taking on the burden of others. That's the cross that we're actually asked to bear. It's the cross of Christ. And the cross of Christ salvation for humanity healing for humanity deliverance for humanity hope for humanity strength for humanity comfort for humanity provision for humanity guidance protection reconciliation mercy love forgiveness patience those are that's the burden of Christ So the Christian, when we attain whatever it is, worldly influence that we have by nature of the things that we have done or God has enabled us to do, it should never be a moment of self-adulation. It should never be a moment of physical attainment. It should be a time to thank God for the opportunity to change other people's lives and to draw more men onto him. We need to understand this. 
otherwise we're caught in the web of the world and this is the holy spirit just speaking to me because this is not even something i have ever articulated this way or understood this way but this is why we do this i guess and the thing that i guess really freaks me out about the world is that the nuance between working for self and working for god is very subtle you know and i think we focus a lot on obvious sins and you know immoralities which of course we should but i think sometimes that subtle nuance of not being of 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 self denial versus self-actualization because I just, I think it's so subtle and it was recently that I realized while doing Bible study in Ephesians 1 that I realized that the old covenant was what really, the old covenant was all about material blessings and the new covenant was all about spiritual blessings. So any Christian who is celebrating that I am blessed in the field, I am blessed in my going out, blessed in my coming out, the blessings of Abraham and I, like we always say. You are still very much, although they are the blessings of Abraham, yeah, that's true. But you are still celebrating the blessings of Moses, the blessings of Deuteronomy. You are not a New Testament Christian. You are not walking in the light of the New Testament. Because what the New Testament teaches is that, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The new covenant in Christ is a better covenant based on better promises. It's all about spiritual blessings. It's about the spirit of wisdom and the revelation uh, and the knowledge of God. It is about knowing the, having the eyes of our understanding enlightened. It's about knowing what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints. You know, it's, it's about being impacted in spirit and in soul. And having the understanding of God, the knowledge of God, seeing what God sees, knowing what God knows, and doing what God does. It's a completely different paradigm shift. And if I, as a New Testament believer, I'm still living like someone who should be rejoicing about, oh, my my field has yielded fruits, you know, as the natural fruits and things like that. And I'm still caught up with materialism and social status attainment or natural awards and oh i got on this list or that list or i got this certificate or i got this degree or whatever if that is what gives me joy and that is and i'm on a journey of self-actualization i haven't yet made the shift to christianity because christianity is not about self-actualization it's about self-denial it's about carrying the cross of christ I'm not saying that you shouldn't attain certain things. I mean, like I said, I have currently two degrees in the process of getting a third and a fourth and possibly a fifth. But the purpose for that cannot be self-actualization. It cannot be. Once I that becomes the driving force for me, then I am I'm 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 doing I'm not I'm not living a gospel-centered or a Christ-centered life. But all of that learning, like Paul, Paul was a great scholar and all of his learning was for the purposes eventually he was able to turn it around and use it to be able to engage people of 
you know, different intellectual bases and all of that. So I believe that God wants all of us to get, I mean, he gives us the ability and the talent to do all of these great and awesome things, and we should do it. But the motive and the intent cannot be so that I can become, oh, let everybody look at me. This is who I am. This is how brilliant I am. This is how hot I am. This is how intelligent. This is what I built. You know, it can't be about that because once I do that, then pride, you know, all those other anti-God, anti-Christ, you know, counter, counter-Christ things then take over me. And like I said, it's a subtle, subtle difference. Subtle difference. And because we focus so much on obvious sins, we miss these little nuances, which are really, in God terms, the most important things. These are the things that God watches out for. The Bible says he... he, he you know, that God looks for those that will worship him in spirit and truth. God is all about the heart. He's all about the intent. He's all about the motive. I mean, Jesus said, he said, these people, they worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Yes. Because if my heart is completely sold out to the things that I can gain on earth, on earth, just for the sake of, you know, self-actualization, then, I mean, really, you know, my heart is far from him, but my lips are... are Daily saying, oh, I love you, Lord. <laughs> you know? So, it, it's very subtle. Extremely subtle. Even me trying to make a difference, I'm like, is the difference really obvious? But I know that it is. Because it's the difference between someone saying that they love you and then someone really loving you. You know what I'm saying? So, it's always nice to hear people say they love you. But it is only when you know, certain things happen, then you then realize that it's just words. It's just words. And Christianity cannot just be about words. It requires a sold-out, all-out commitment to the things that God cares about. And he tells us very clearly that, you know, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. In other words, it's not about gain. It's not about what you're going to gain or what you're going to, you know, and there's another place where I think Paul talks about the fact he was talking about some people that think that godliness is gain. He says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. You know? So there are people who are Christians because of what they think they will get from it naturally. You know, they are, that's not Christianity. It's not. Christianity is not transactional. Christianity is the opposite of transactional. It's completely unconditional love. It's not a trade by butter thing. It's giving without ex- expecting anything in return. Selfless, I think, is the best word I can use for that. And um, I hope I'm, I don't know if I'm making any sense. Because, like I said, these are not things I've really thought through. This is just me musing and the Holy Spirit chipping in and, you know, explaining things to me. So I, too, still need to understand this. But I, in my heart sort of gets it. It's my head that is still trying to like figure it out, you know, but my heart gets it, my spirit gets it, my heart understands it because I, I know, I, I mean, I know there's a difference between people who really love God and the people who are loving other things apart from God. And I think that's just the easiest way to say that the Bible says where your treasure is, that there your heart will be. So if all of my treasure, all of my investment, my time, my talent and my treasure is invested in things around this earth and everything when you say things around this earth it's family it's job 
it's work, it's education, it's professional, you know, profession and you know, everything here. Things that we love, things that we're committed to, but they're all earthly things. You know, and this is, if that is where my treasure is, then that's where my heart is as well. But then if my treasure, where I, I put the most valuable things, which is my time, has to do with the things of God, the gospel, service to Christ, to humanity, yeah, that's where my heart would be as well. But I think for many of us, self-included for many for, for many years, our hearts were vested in things that really end on this earth. I mean, and so that's family, work, professional, um, profession, career, you know, vocation, relationships, aspirations, ambitions, dreams, self-actualization. All of those things will die here. They're, I mean, they're not, they're not crossing to the next world. And that's exactly what God said that we should not set our hearts on. So you see that to a very large extent, whereas when you enter many faith communities, all you are being told is how God will help you achieve your dreams. That, I don't see anything like that in the scripture. This, this, you know, it's just a pity that one spent a whole lot of our years. While I should have been learning Christ, learning the gospel, I was learning something else. There's no way in the scripture that God tells us that we should use Christianity to fulfill our dreams. No. Please, if you find that place of scripture, please send me an email. You know, just send me a note through the app or something. I don't see anywhere in the Bible that it says that, not in the New Testament. You know, what the New Testament says is that we should go into all the world and preach the gospel. And going into all the world means, yes, you will continue to go to university, you'll do your work, you'll do your career, but that your motive will shift from doing all these things just to make money and to get ahead and to build an empire for yourself. The motive will shift into building an empire for God. And not just by the words that you say, but in your heart. In other words, if it means turning down opportunities, if it means turning down certain types of roles, if it means, you know, taking career-limiting decisions as you do so on that journey, but because you now shift towards making the gospel and Christ at the center of it, and I don't mean making yourself a nuisance in your workplace, but I mean in the way in which you you live your life as a Christian in that marketplace, in that profession, in that education system or wherever, it's glaring to everybody who you are and what you believe. It's glaring. Your lifestyle, your mindset, your character, your values, the way you help people, everyone can see that you're different. And, and the refusal to do things that are wrong and the, the courage to speak up, people can see it. Anyways, I think I'll just leave it at this point because I think this is an ongoing musing. This is never something that you would or that I would get to that point where I fully can say, yes, I understand. I, I now know that... Um, Learning God is a lifelong quest. It's an eternal quest, actually, but it's definitely lifelong. And God himself doesn't expect us to get to that knowledge where we know everything. And anybody who 
present themselves as i know it all oh i have learned this i am now a master in the things of god the person should take heed because <laughs> that once you have that feeling you are surely going to fall and everybody everything is going to come crashing down um around you and um so we're all i think one has to i mean well let me speak for myself i i now know that i need to retain the lens of a learner so that i can continue to grow and that i will never be a knower concerning the things of god i will only continue to be a learner because in learning i retain a teachable spirit i retain a willingness to learn to correct to self-correct and to you know be corrected by god and to continue to grow and improve knowing that on this side of eternity perfection will never come my way but that god may find in me a willingness to continue to learn of him to grow to change to improve and that you know that in itself is the kind of heart that the lord is looking for so um thank you very much for listening have no idea what i'm going to call this musing right now but i trust that god will have given me um a title that will resonate with all of us so I, I i pray for all of us that are on this journey with the lord and that god will help us all to find our own unique path according to his word by the guidance of his spirit and to the glory of his name in jesus name amen and amen good morning good afternoon good evening Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. Um, today is one of those days when I really don't have much to say. In like, I don't have a plan. And I think I like it that I'm doing those musings that way. And um, I actually read something before I started recording this, and I sort of wish I didn't because it has it's trying to spoil my mood um, in terms of you know when you do something, you put in a lot of effort into something, and somehow it the effort doesn't show, you know. It just it just doesn't reflect the amount of work that you've put in and um, I, I don't want to go into too much detail <laughs> about what it what exactly it was but I guess it just it just brought back a lot of memories um, of the fact that for certain things in life I've always I've always had to work really hard at them. Um, I think I'm someone who let's just say that I've 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 always had to work really hard, and I've always felt that. In fact, I I, I don't say I, somehow it's always been like the the records. It's like. When you feel like there's a whole lot more or the records about you are not exactly reflective of who you are and what you are and you know i don't know i can't really say much um and then maybe i should maybe i should actually say what it's i feel so 
I have talked a bit about um, about my time in seminary and all that. And let's just say, okay, so I got a grade. Let's just say I got my first grade out. And I sort of knew because it was one of these courses whereby almost everything is hinged on the term paper, which I really, whenever I see such courses, I don't like it because I don't think I'm one of those people that does well with exams. I, I, I you know, and I, and I don't know why that is the case, but it seems to have followed me all through school. And so for some reason, I would do really well in coursework, in class and everything. And whenever it's exams, and I don't mean, so that used to happen with timed exams, as well as those, you know, I, I'm just not that, you know, those courses that, the exam is 60%, it always doesn't go well for me, you know, or there is one assignment or one thing that is like majority of the course. I've always had bad experiences with those courses. I don't know, with those kind of courses. Um, and I don't know why it's that way, but it's, for me, it was really freaky that several years. So when I saw that entire course, which by the way was, quite intensive we, we we wrote a lot of term papers i learned through the process as well some i think the later term papers i wrote were better than the first ones and then we then had this end of term like really longer full fuller length term paper that we had to write once i saw how many points that term paper was going to require i knew that oh my goodness i just had that feeling of oh this is you know wow this is everything is going to be staked on this one and it was like you know and yes at the end of the day i ended up with a grade that i mean it's like all the all the hard work everything just just didn't you know so i was like oh my goodness this is happening all over again you know so but then the holy spirit said something to me which i I can't say, but he, he just, first of all, I'm thankful that I'm, I, I'm not in seminary because I want to use the degrees to do something. You know what I'm saying? So I don't need the degrees to get a job or a profession or anything. I'm, you know, gone past that. Um, the only reason why I went for a, a program that is actually a master's and gives a degree is because I wanted to be serious about it. I didn't want, I knew that if it wasn't something that was going to, you know, go through this whole process of like being graded and stuff like that that I won't, um, I may not take it seriously. So I just needed that rigor. But I must say it's quite disappointing as well because, again, you, you, I, I think, this is my view, I think that the grade wasn't reflective of my, my the effort and as well as what I know. And I, it's all on me. I think I made some technical mistakes and all that. I got feedback as to what I did wrong. But it just brought back a lot of memories about, you know, bad memories are put it that way so you know but it also made me realize that god has been very good to me and i think that's why i'm i'm saying this because i just realized that in spite of this recurring um theme that i seem to have in my academics whereby somehow for some reason and you know what i mean in classes typically in, in most of my classes and it's not like I feel you. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? I don't. I don't feel. I probably do. It's just above average. It's always just above average. 
it never is excellent. You know what I'm saying? Whereas my peers, my classmates will have an impression of me as though I'm an excellent person. You know what I'm, I'm, I mean? As, in, as though my, my knowledge of the topic, my, you know, and everything is excellent. But whenever I'm graded, my gradings would always be above average. Always. Always. You know, I would be that person that people would, you know, would, would, would learn from, would teach people. But when it comes, so, so there's just something in that space. But then, and like I said, this has really followed me. I can't tell you how often this has been the, 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 the pattern. But when they, but when, but this is the thing. If someone is required to teach something or to, I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, so let me just say, I, I want to thank God because in spite of this recurring theme that seems to have followed me through life to a very large extent, I think it became worse as I got older. Um, in my younger years, not that much, not noticeable that much. But anyways, it, but yeah, from sec, from sec, from major exams, let's just put it that way, major exams. And, um, but in spite of that, somehow God has always made space for me and gotten me the things that even people, you know, gotten the things. So he, he, he always put me in spaces and places that match what he has put inside of me, not what I have been graded by. It's always been that way. So, at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you know, his name is glorified and you have a lot to, to be thankful for. I think this just made me realize that, thank goodness, you know, that somehow I have, God, God has always made it that I have not been negatively impacted by this, even though this continues to happen like this in this way. So, in my career, you know, got to work in a very high-profile place. Even when I left school, you know, got really good. I've always had good, really good job opportunities and all that. Even though, you know, ups and downs, career-wise, at the end of the day, God, you know, somehow, he just... So, you, the outlets to express that which God has put in me and the talents and all of that, they continue to come out. And then people would think, you would think that all of that was coming to me because... You know, because people would always assume that my written records were much more excellent than they actually were, but they weren't. They were never ever excellent. Even when I was working, you know, where I was, my my rankings, you know, I would do a lot of work. I would be, in fact, oh now and I remember why this really, yeah, because even in the workplace then, I would do a lot of work. There would be impacts. There would be accolades from left, right, and center. When it was time to rate me, they would always just give me that. You know, they, they, they could never put me on average. They could never put me below, but they would just put me on that. You know, that was, it, was always, it was always just that above average thing. But then the accolades I would get, I mean, as in the kind of impact that my work would have brought during the course, course of the year would have been You'll be getting feedback that is like excellent. You know what I'm saying? So I've come to just realize that maybe I, I'm not even going to bother myself paying attention to it unless if the Holy Spirit asks me to. 
because when you when you see you know when you see things like this recurring and in a way that doesn't really make sense the the disparity between yeah anyways but like i said i thank god that it's never really impacted me god has always made sure you know and also in the same way that's how i i left my my work you know and he continues to you know is help he made me set up a business in a way that i didn't know you know i'm being called upon to you know train people from public sector private sector major brands you know but i kid (laughs) so on a practical level my profile i would say actually if i my profile is actually better in terms of the work and i think this is is almost like what paul said when paul said that you are our epistles the the profile of my my true profile is in the work that i've done it's not in the records that i've written about me it's not about the certificates it's not about the grades but the the true value or the highest value i would say of my work though is actually in the lives that are impacted by stuff that I do and the things that, you know, that, you know, yeah, the things that, the spaces that God puts me into and the impact, the words, the, the, the acts, the things that, you know, and it's on an everyday basis. And then those people end up thinking that, oh, Shola, you know, therefore you must be this, you must be that. You know, they now think that what is written about me, my record and everything would be, would match the in quote excellence of what they see but I, i'm now I, I think i'm getting a sense of maybe god will help me understand a little bit more but if you ask me if i was to choose between the two i think all through my working life i, I felt a bit bad that it was it was that way but now that i'm at this phase of my life if you ask me whether should i have a choice between living an impactful life so a life that is impactful that helps people so like i said that whole thing about when i was in school i would be the one people would come to i would teach them they would they would understand the courses better through me in classes my contributions very insightful very thoughtful they help people and all of that then the exams and then you know all of a sudden you know you're just you know just there above average or something sometimes even average depending on the scores and um if you ask me to choose between the two, which would I rather have? I think I have taken the better part. I think so. I don't think I would want a sit. I, I, yeah, I think I would say. I think I would because at the end of the day, even though it does feel a little bit, you do feel bad. I mean, I remember in my working life, it was, it was. I mean, most people would always think that I was ranked higher than I actually was. I was never ever. I never really got really high rankings the way some other people got high rankings but my impact in terms of people in terms of projects in terms of process in terms of the business yeah the impact was was amazing and i'm still by the grace of god benefiting from that impact even up till now because people who knew me in that life continue to make you know referrals to me even now you know and all that so I give God the glory, but if you were to look at, if you were to bring out all my rankings, my performance rankings, the rankings that people would 
write about me. There was nothing exceptional. I never got an exceptional ranking. Not once. Never. But when you hear people talk about me, you would think that I did. And that has been the way my life has been. So, I think I'm realizing that I think I'm realizing that at the end of the day, maybe for me, I can't speak for everyone else. Perhaps my purpose, I think I am not one of those people, I'm probably not one of those people that is going to live their life being, I don't know, I'm I'm struggling to find the words. I think... I think I'm probably one of those sort of people that people's my 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 commendation is going to be in the lives of men. I think that's just it. And I think I should make my peace with that. And even though I will continue to strive to be better and you know, but I don't think I'm going to try very hard as much as I used to, to try to match, you know, to to bridge the gap between what is the way in which I come through or I come across and God uses me in the lives of people and then making that somehow reflect in, for lack of a better word, I just say, you know, written, written records about me. So whether awards, certificates, gradings, you know, and, and all reports, you know, whatever it is written, you know, not written reports. Now it's always an exam. It's always this ratings and rankings type of things, you know, and um, I've, and I spent a lot of time really wondering why it was like that and what am I doing wrong and you know, and I find out that regardless of the context, it just always, you know, and I'm like, I think I'm just done trying to match the two. I don't know. There's just because at the end of the day, what you want is impact, I would say. And if there is tangible impact um, in the lives of people and their testimonies coming forth in the process of your personal journey, then if at the end of the day, and maybe God wants it to be that, I don't know, let me not put it on God, but maybe there's a, there's, maybe, maybe there's a reward that is not meant to be this kind of reward for me i don't know um but and i'm so, so I, I do apologize this is very much a very rambling musing kind of thing and um it's probably because i'm still trying to wrap my head does this mean anything should i just you know throw this away and just be like oh yeah this was just a one-off or is this something should i be linking it to things that have happened in the past like or not but anyways so, um, I don't know if any of this is helpful. And honestly, if this is not helpful to anybody, I, God, I would just say, please, you know, maybe some people should just make sure not too many people listen to this. But if it's useful to at least one person, whoever it is, um, I think what I am sensing and getting from all of this is that at the end of the day, our lives are hidden in Christ with God. 
and that everything that we do on this earth is ultimately for his purpose it's not about for the you know the intent matters to god and i think what god is teaching me and when i look at it i think it's probably better that it happens this way because first of all it keeps you humble very very humble but it also makes me realize that he has actually given me the better one which is the ability to live a life that is very impactful that really blesses people and that people really appreciate and that there is a stream of ministry that comes through in what i do so when i pass two spaces even if i don't come out of that space with the highest certificate or the kind of you know formal awards that you would expect there are people on that path that are very grateful that they met me everywhere i go everywhere i go they are grateful to god there are important parts of their life that i was a part of either through prayer through faith through counseling you know that god enabled me to just minister and touch those lives and many you know just through either through work if it was a work environment you know things issues around work if it was academics it was issues around the academics you know just insights just helping people's lives people helping people's lives be better and i think that's what christianity is so i i i i haven't formed i still there's a lot i still don't understand and i still don't know um but I, I I think it's I think it's I think it's it's a good I don't I think it's a good plan I think it's a good way it's it's baffling to me to be honest I, I think you can hear that in my voice but I give God the glory I, I just give God the glory I thank him that and I want to end this on this note by saying this that regardless of all of this I have never been in any way held back in terms of financial progress in terms of you know ministry impact in terms of any impact in terms of recognition in terms of you know practical recognition in terms of professional respect all of that but i do know that i will not be the person that wins you know the best students or the best you know i i would never you know that 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 is not going to happen to me but yes People in the class, people that I'm with would would see me as the most impactful. They would remember me. They would tell stories about things I said. You know, they would carry some of the words with me throughout their life. Some of the words that God enabled me to speak into their lives or to talk about. They would always remember. I always have people replay my words back to me. I don't remember. They always, oh, it happens, it even happened today. Oh, remember when you said this? And I'm like, really? I don't remember. People remember the words, things that I say, the test, things I share. And I guess that's really, really, so maybe that's, that's my, that's my calling on this earth. I think I just have to accept it. I will not be one of those people who gets the earthly accolades, who is called up to the podium to accept the best this or the best that, no matter how I try, it's just not going to be me. But God will write my epistle in the hearts of men. That's enough. I, it has to be enough for me. And I think I'm finally coming to terms with that fact. So 
now as i continue this program and all others that i'm going to do because i'm still going to do in school i'm just going to ask god to give me the right frame of mind to go into it with the heart that he would want me to go into it because i think this performance attainment thing it, it hasn't worked for me it's never worked for me but what continues to work is the impact attainment and you know i i think i should just put my heart on that while still making sure i do what i need to do to be you know to, to perform and, and and to succeed but not putting my heart in it i think that's just it because uh, yeah and i'll just leave it at that like i said i don't know i have no idea what i'm going to call this musing but i will just say thanksgiving and you know maybe thanksgiving faith patience hope love whatever it is or submission or understanding i think what just comes out to me is just realizing the purpose the purpose of my life on earth is to use the opportunities that god presents to me to touch the lives of others and somehow god has been doing that even when i didn't know it and he uses those academic those learning opportunities whether they're professional whether they're academic settings he drops words in my mouth that enable people to listen it impacts them but i i would never come out of those experiences with the best academic accolades but people will always remember me they'll be thankful to god that they met me and their lives will be blessed because they knew me and they encountered christ or some elements of christ or some wisdom of christ through their interaction with me that has to be enough for me it is my purpose i have come to realize that now i think so thank you very much for listening god bless you i pray that we will all find our own unique purpose as well and find peace in that which God has called us to do. I will continue to reflect on this for as long as God will allow me to. If he tells me I should forget it, it's not a biggie. And you're making, I'm making a big deal out of all of this. I would also take be guided by that. But like I said, this is a recurring theme. So that's when I'm now beginning to be like, wow, whoa, whoa, you know. This, this, is, this, this is familiar. I've been here before. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay little and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.